Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey y'all, what's good? What's good? Aries Spears here. Andy Steinberg. Yo, big shout out uh, to my new medicinal suppliers. Uh, hopefully, they become sponsors of the show. Sponsors of the show. I usually I used to get my weed from my barber, Ruler Ra, who would cut my hair. But now I got these guys, and these guys are called Oh shit, no, DC not... Collective Shop DC Collective. Uh, and uh, I should probably hold up the weed bag uh, so y'all can see it. They gave us a bunch of free shit. Shit is always better when it's free. Um, and they gave me and Andy some gift bags like we went to the weed Oscars. You're getting caught. Okay. So, Dude, you, coordination is not your... No, it is. It is. It just... It just <laughs> you barely... <laughs> Look, I got through that motherfucker with no problem. Boom. Here it is. Uh, DC Collective. A lot of good shit up in here. We got some fucking cookies. I don't think that we can get free stuff. I think they gave it to us in trade for these mentions. Okay, well, shit. Free, free for now. Uh, cannabis cookies. We're going to get fucked up. Um, so in honor of them and this email episode... <laughs> You good motherfucker. <coughs> Steve. <coughs> Steve. The dark one. Political Marvel scenario. Hey Andy. Uh let's imagine for a moment that Trump is Thanos. And he's about to wipe all existence out by snapping his finger with all infinity stones in his gauntlet. You know what I like better, uh, Dark One? He's about to wipe all of existence out by rubbing his hand through his hair. That's his version of the snap. Let's also imagine that Biden is Loki, who somehow, some way, is the only one able to defeat Thanos. But if, and only if, you, Aries, and uh, you, Aries, 
I and others give him what he needs in order to save the universe? Do you, A, motivate us all to stand with Loki in order to defeat Thanos, and then afterwards pressure Loki to stay on the righteous path, or do you, B, remind everybody about how Loki tried a couple times to rule the world and murder his adopted brother Thor, and Thanos is damn near close to completing his snap? I think you see... Stop smoking whatever you're smoking, nigga. Uh, because I'm not sure I track uh, what you're attempting to do. Do you get it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, explain it to me. Okay, so if Trump is the ultimate bad. Right. Thanos. He, yeah. And you have Loki, who's... Biden. Yeah, been done some bad shit. Right. But seems to have made some kind of amends or has a realization... And he's not like the good good, but he's semi good. He's he's still trying to make up for for what he's done. Right. Who who do you want to who do you want to help? Who do you want to support? I, I understood the the analogy. Yeah, but we would never pick Thanos. No. But here, here's my question, though. Run from it, avoid it. It's coming. No, it, it, it's a pretty decent analogy. I'm going to give that to you because I'm not tracking it. No, because okay, okay, because if Trump, okay, and I'll even give this to you, but in a different way. Okay, so Loki, the bad shit he's done, right? And we know the bad shit he's done, right? And he comes up, and he's actually done some good things. Like he's getting, he's he's done a few good things. Now we have we have Thanos, and I'm going to get, I'm going to take it to another level. So what what are you saying there? Thanos is collecting the 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 gems. Okay. So let, let's say let's say that he is collecting the gems, and, and, and that's the Trump character. He's collecting the gems, uh, the, the Infinity Stones, right? So he has three Infinity Stones, and if he gets the selection, he'll have four. And then when he's in office, if he gets that fifth one, all he has to do is snap. So maybe Trump hasn't done anything. That Actually, is, it was six stones. But six okay, stone. okay, I get what you're saying. So, so at this point, though, Trump hasn't maybe like what I said. Name 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 what he's done. Name something that he's passed that has been bad for the black community. Uh, something that he's actually passed. But maybe, maybe like what he's just saying, Thanos couldn't do anything to the world until he got all the Infinity Stones. So maybe in, in this analogy, we have, we have Trump and, and he's only, he doesn't have all the stones yet. But if he gets elected and he's in office and he acquires all those stones, then he snaps. Right. And now we have all the problems. Gotcha. Does that, does that help to his analogy? No, no, no. I, I, I got it. I'm with you, and yet yeah, you changed my you you changed it where I, I I can see and sense what you're trying to go for. Only, only I don't know that who you put as Loki has really discovered anything. Just because you sit next to somebody, because they put you in a higher position and and and, and brought you value. Because of your position, and and that person needed you to pull some votes from their uh, what, what they could bring. That doesn't that doesn't make you enlightened. It just gave you a warm chair. I said I said I don't know what Biden, I don't know who Biden is. Right. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, I was I, to be honest. I was I was completely lost. Uh, I'm with you. All of that shit. I'm with you. Yeah, I hope I am. I hope I, I did it right. But that's how I saw it. What you, what your, uh, 
what you sent me. And I get it. I, and I get that. But that's, again, that's why I went the direction I did go. Because, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, El Presidente. Um, I hope I didn't read this before. But no subject. Great horror movie episode. I was a Halloween guy, but Jason and Freddy, to me, was even kill. You guys should do more movie movie review episodes like this horror one where you discuss series, upcoming flicks, and older ones each week. Like how you guys started doing the email podcast each week. It'll be dope to get a movie review as well in video form. Love the effort, y'all, and continuously given from Jimmy Carter Jr. Wasn't that a president, Jimmy Carter? Yeah, Jimmy Carter yeah. was president. Right. Um, he was before uh, Reagan. Okay. I... I uh, yeah, we talked a little bit more about the movie reviews. I, I like that we did those the older movies too. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I listen. I don't want to say to exclude that from newer movies because there's actually a movie that I want to watch. Uh, and since Andy's here crashing for the night, uh, maybe we can watch this one. There's a movie with Russell Crowe. He looks real chunky too. Where about road rage? Did you see the preview no, for I this? Didn't. Where some mom and her son. Uh, get into it with him and he's in a pickup truck and once he snaps is it like michael douglas and falling down not at all okay no uh there was a movie one of steven spielberg's very first movies forget what it was oh, called with the, the, uh, car. The, the semi the, the semi yes and the red car yeah that's his first it's kind of like that yeah oh okay yeah so this mom and her son get into it with russell crowe in a pickup truck and he's determined to terrorize this bitch yeah I, that's we can get that yeah, it's it's uh, it's rentable now. Okay. Yeah, so you um, watch that. So it ain't all. It, I mean, mostly look the old movies are nostalgic, but you know, a good movie is a good movie and shouldn't be ignored. So if it's a new movie, and it's a good movie. Then there you go. Yeah, it might have got underplayed. Maybe we should call it, uh, you know, the Spears and Steinberg. But then it's, uh, the underneath title for that is uh, you might have missed this. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you might have missed this. Um, Kyle Singer, the color of the melting pot. What is uh what it is, big dog? It's your boy Kyle out of Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth. Damn, as I'm starting to read these, man, I'm starting to slide into you niggas' area codes. <laughs> God, got one question for you. How in the hell did you not make a joke and jump on Andy's comment when he said the black people in the pot that America's the black people are the pot that America's melting in? Even a simple why? Because a pot is always black. Would have been hilarious, or it might have been hacky. You know, you know what's funny though is that other guy. See, this is where I was in my. Well, head. let me finish reading because okay, it's, go, short. Go ahead, it's go, short. Go ahead. I, I, I was waiting to the end of the ep to see if you were going to do a callback to it. You dropped the ball, dog. Anyway, been listening since day one, and I'm gonna keep listening to the wheels fall off. Peace, brothers, Kyle. See, what I like about that is he. My my analogy that I gave, he understood the pots. He said, "Why? Because the pots always because right. yeah." I was thinking of a, a when you see that picture, it's an old iron yeah, pot with the little yeah. metal handle. And I thought that implication was enough. And the other guy goes, "The other guy last week, remember, right. or two weeks ago, wanted to say, but you, you could have filled that analogy up with the making sure that people understood, you know, that the pot was black. That was important to him that I said right. the pot was. So it, it didn't come across to everybody. So now, now I feel." Maybe some people are smarter than other people. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So there it is. Um, BAM CD 2017. Chase, what's going on, gentlemen? 
been listening to the cast and been loving it. Keep up the good work. Just wanted to ask you about that movie Chase that you were in. How the fuck do I get it, bro? I saw the trailer about eight times and I love how you play in the villain. It looks interesting and I hope they are doing something with it. All right, guys. Nothing but love. Stay up one. Uh, the movie's available on uh, Amazon Prime. So all you got to do is go to Amazon Prime, put in the movie Chase, and you'll see me in that. Um, there's another movie I did that also I think is on Amazon Prime uh, where I play a, uh, an aggressive homosexual rapper. It's a comedy. Uh, the promotion. Check that out. I'd love to get some of you guys' feedback on that because I personally think I did a lot of funny shit in that. Um, well, I, I'll tell you about my movie I did about 10 years ago. Uh, it's called Green Guys. I play card player number three, and I believe it's available at Walmart. <laughs> I'm in it for about eight seconds. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought you was joking. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Really? It's how I got my IMDb page. Do you have lines? Yeah. I what have do like you say? two lines. Uh, I, I forgot. I, I have one how line. You forget I, two lines. I, I have one line that I don't remember, and then I, I try to improvise a line, and they cut it. Where I go, I go. I, go, I guess he was mad. This is the one that I oh, said. I was gotta see funny. this. No, I, I have a copy of it. I probably do. You I, really? I have the only. I probably have the only copy ever sold. Tara got it for me for Christmas. I cannot believe you have kept this from me. Nah. You and did it. you did you look at it and go? I did good. No. Oh my God! I saw it. And I go. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Why they even left me in? I'm surprised. So you don't think you're being hard on yourself? No, I was terrible. I was absolutely terrible because I was. You know. You know what it is. I, I, and I and I didn't understand this. Uh, I, I acted like when I was when I was <laughs> I was a drama student in high school, so I understood acting on stage. Right. But for like film, I thought you just learned your lines. Right. But it's just as important in film to understand everybody else's line so that when it gets to you, you're not like I would be waiting for my like, like okay, a deer in the headlines. Yeah, he's gonna right. say that and then I'd like say my line. You know, and I did it like and then I, I watched it and I go, Oh, that's terrible. You gotta you gotta know like so it feels like a conversation. Right. And I and, and Oh, it was terrible. It was mm. just terrible. Yeah, so it's it's in there. I I I, I thought you I thought I told no, you. No, wow, I would fucking what? It's on the my IMDB page. I can't wait to see this. It's terrible. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in because I, I was tired of him uh, getting you know, all the yeah big shot in me all the time. Uh, oh, well, in this movie when I play, I, I really <laughs> I, I didn't like playing. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, to be honest with you, ninety percent of the movies I've been in is not worth mentioning. Um, Dude, I, the movie I just mentioned is a hundred percent not worth mentioning. <laughs> at least you wasn't in Buckaroo Banzai. Dude, I still love that. I don't care what the dude said. Oh, they love God. that movie. Oh. Um, F from Young. Damon Wayans. What up, A&A? Did I read this? Uh, the A&A? Well, maybe people are saying that now. I sent an email earlier in regards to the movies, but I was just watching this new mini documentary about the comedy store in Showtime, FYI, which you niggas honestly are the reason I'm so into this comedy shit these days, so thank you. I wanted your thoughts on Damon Wayans. I watched some of his old stand-up, and this nigga is super underrated, mad fucking funny. Facts. Your thoughts, because I don't think he is recognized enough. Peace. Ephraim Young, Catskills. I, shit, ditto. Damon Wayans, to me, of all the Wayans, is the guy. Yeah, but did he choose not to be as out there as he was before? What do you mean? Like It, it just seemed like he was, everybody knew he was the funny dude, and he was right. getting movies, and he was doing, and then it just seemed like he, did, well, he, think, did he slow it down is what I'm asking. Did he want more I don't, to- I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we ever try to slow it down. The, the machine slows us down. Um, 
you know, he even admitted in an interview, he was like, man, at one point I was just whoring out for the movies because the movies were coming yeah. and the paychecks were good and I was whoring myself out. Um, but listen, man, he's had an illustrious career. Yeah. First of all, one of the hardest things to do, and Barry Katz told me this, is to get on a TV show more than once. Can't you do your Barry Katz? Barry, man. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> um <laughs> And Damon's in Living Color. He had uh, a show on Fox that was short-lived called Damon, which uh, David Allen Greer played his best friend. He had My Wife and Kids. He had Lethal Weapon. The motherfuckers had four shows. It's almost impossible to get one, let alone two and four. That's like winning multiple championships. Some of the greatest players go their whole careers never winning a championship. This nigga's got four rings from TV. Then let's talk about the movies. Movie after movie after movie. Were they all great movies? Nobody makes all great movies. But he did it. Um, and I'm going to tell you my favorite Damon Wayans movie of all time. And I'm going to let you see if you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. No, go ahead. Last Boy Scout. With uh, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah, that's the movie. That shit was the dope. The motorcycle riding, everything dope. that happened in that movie. That shit was That's dope. Dennis Rodman, too, and makes an appearance in that one, doesn't he? No. I thought Dennis Rodman made an appearance. No, that's a different movie than I'm thinking no, of. No, 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 no. Because I put my, yeah, but yeah, Anything with De- Dennis Rodman. It's a different, good. it's a whole different movie that I did. I you think about him. the one he did with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one and Dane saying. Cook is in that. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. No, no, no. but no, but that's the one. With all those horrible basketball puns. Yes. This, yeah. The one you're talking about is where uh, uh, Bruce Willis does that jig at the end of the movie. The dance. I'm going to yeah. dance a jig if I survive he, and, and Damon Wayans plays the ex-football player. Yeah. Yeah, that, that fucking movie was a great action buddy movie, man. I'm surprised that never made a sequel. No, and the reason I put those two together because they both happened in a football stadium in some in the. In the oh, okay. Sense. I don't know why I put that. There. Yeah, but uh, that's. It. Um, I felt like I, I just did uh, Bobby Slade, and I didn't even try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it was a different movie. It was a totally different movie. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm thinking the movie with Dennis Rodman and John Cleese. But the movie, Last Boy Scout, was, was a great fucking movie. David Wayne was good. Bruce Willis was good. She guys knew who Bobby Slayton was. That impression is up there with Mooney. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the pitbull of comedy. Everybody knows. If I was a black guy, I would be one of the best black guys in comedy because I'm aggressive. I keep it real. Your 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 Slayton's a little on it, a little on speed, just a little. On oh, speed. a little. Uh, slow it down. <laughs> Should I slow it down? Just a little bit though, because he's still aggressively right. quick. You know, there's a lot of great movies. You'd be, you be able to see the movies. Last Boy Scout, David Wayans, Bruce Willis. It was a great fucking movie. Yeah, it was great. That's it, yeah, because oh, okay, it's, he speeds okay. up on, 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 okay. on certain notes, not, okay. not the whole way. Okay. That is good. I, right. Still one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Um, called himself the pit bull of comedy. Did he call himself that or did someone name him that? No, he called himself that. Because he's like, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> it's the same thing. I like when people give themselves their own nickname. Yeah. <laughs> um, FFB332 Mob Williams. Hey, what's up, Aries? This email is about a movie. Okay. And that movie is Cliffhanger. I just saw it the other day. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Now, my question is to you, and the fucking Jew is in 2020. Wait, 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 what? Huh? Now, my question is to you and the fucking Jew is in 2020. 
Okay. Does the movie hold up now? Remember, it came out in 1993. To me, one of Stallone's slept on movie of all times. And John Lithgow as the bad guy is so underrated, but love, so underrated too, but love the podcast. As I said before, I think movies that take place in the snow suck. Um, that was one of the great ones. Uh, and then a lot of people hit me. I was like, dude, are you crazy? Dawn of the, was it Dawn of the Dead? There was some scary movie about vampires that took place in the snow. Uh, the Thing, or, yeah, The Thing. Yeah, The Thing was in the yeah. snow. I've, I saw that, actually, after someone said that. I, I was flipping through HBO, and right. I saw it, and so I watched it. Right. By the way, John Lithgow was in uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and listen, I, I, John Lithgow, again, when you, when you can do serious and comedy, uh, you got some chops. And not only was he a great bad guy in uh, Cliffhanger, but remember, uh, Ricochet with Denzel. Uh, he was he was kick ass in that too. So John Lithgow is a legit motherfucker. Okay, let me ask you this question then, because you, uh, I, I'm taking this in a different direction, but I'll ask you the question anyway. Would you, because you do this, we rather shit. Would you rather? Would you well, rather be a leading man who had a couple good movies, but then made his money, faded away, or would you rather be an average guy, not the good looking, not the good looking lead, the average guy, right. character actor, right? Awesome actor, and he gets tons of movies, but never is the superstar. But like like Michael Madsen, or you know who Michael Madsen yeah. is like Michael Madsen or a Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is a good one, but you know Lithgow's still that same good one. He never gets the lead. He's usually right. the right. Uh, Paul Giamatti. He's this his, guy. I love Paul Giamatti. Uh, but that be that character. And so, what would you rather be? Would you take? Would Would you want the the, the the bright star burns out quick. Dude, I'm always going to... Oh, see, here's where you where you fucking me up, the burns out quick. You burn out quick, though. You, you know... You, like James Dean? Not like James Dean. Who, who's uh, trying to think of an actor who they tried to make an actor big? You know, I'm trying to think of who's... Somebody they tried to make big came and went? Yeah. Damn. Uh, oh, Josh Hartnett. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, you can have that. Nah, then I care about the work. But now you have to be Paul Giamatti. How about Willem Dafoe? Nigga? Okay, William Dafoe. Yeah, looks. He, that's a weird looking guy. Damn. Oh, you know who you have to be? You have to be. Uh, shit. Who's the guy? Who was a fireman? He's in all of. Uh, uh, fireman. He he was in. He's in. Uh, Fargo. He's in all of. Uh, William H Macy. No, no. William H. Mayfield's oh, dude. He's good. That's uh, no, I'm not gonna remember. The dude with the fucked up teeth does all. Of- oh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. When you said fucked up teeth, that was it. <laughs> you have to be and Steve- I just watched Armageddon last night. Yeah, you have to be Steve Buscemi. Oh God, dude. I take. I think Buscemi has one of the most interesting careers. He, he's been. He does good work. Yeah, he's been in a lot of good movies. God, but damn, nigga, them teeth in my eyes. <laughs> Like, if he was a dog, he'd be a pug. <laughs> with bad, with worse teeth. Yeah, he got them pug eyes. Oh, fuck, man. Ah, give me Buscemi. And the career. And the career. All right. Because that's a lot of pussy. You think? Yes. Do you think if he looks directly at him, it hurts him? Nah, but I no, yeah, I've been. Have you? I wish I could meet this dude in real life because I think they play that 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 look up. They make him. What do you mean, play it up? It's his look. I know. It's but how he looks. 
but sometimes they make him like in uh, what, what was the movie where he plays like the homeless guy in uh, uh, is it Mr. Deeds? Yeah, mm. where they make with him, Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's in a lot of Sandler films. Right, I think Sandler likes that dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, who would you take? Oh, I, I'd be. The, I'm not good looking. I'd be the character actor. I never had. A, I never had a shot at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I grew up. I wanted to be Richard Gere, but I knew that that was not the case. Right. Of a lot of Jews I've seen, you, you're pretty cool, though. <laughs> I'm saying, dude, I hate. Uh, okay, God, this is gonna sound so self low. The good looking Jew, the tall, good looking Jews. Like, name the, a tall, good looking Jew. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the guy. I, I don't know his one, name. I already got one name. I'm surprised you're not going to say him. What, Gary Goldman? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good-looking, tall dude. Right. But there's a guy. Uh, he's, uh, it's on a million-dollar listing out of New York. And I thought he was Italian. And then I found out when watching the show, right. he's Jewish. I never hated a man so much. Really? As I saw, when I saw that he was Jewish. And he's and good. He's really good-looking? Really good-looking, in shape, long hair, dresses cool, walks cool. He ain't got cool. the uh, toucan sand beak? Uh, he hasn't. It looks more Italian. It doesn't look as... Oh, okay. It doesn't look as... as man, I, now, I, I wish I remembered his name. And I, I'll, I'll, mm. You guys can look him up. Uh, you'll know right away he's on million-dollar listing. And he, he's the good-looking dude. He is good-looking. I mean, I don't call a lot of dudes good-looking. That dude's good-looking. All right. Uh, Andrew Green, Rocky movie comparison. Yo, Aries and Andy, this is Drew again, and I was listening to the Rocky episodes, which are godly in content and laughter. Dude, I don't want to toot our own horns, but I really enjoyed those two. Yeah. Like that night episode 99 from Philly with Love, it's almost like when you go and buy a, a music artist album, and let's say there's respectively... 15 tracks, seven on each side. Eh, most of them are cool. But then there's one or two or three that just, from beginning to end, there's no dead spots, no flaws. That, from beginning to end, was just perfect. And, and some of the jokes, the way they, gotta fight this nigga hard. <laughs> like it did before, that was beautiful. Don't lay down for the spook. Ah, if you want to blow this thing, kid, for this here cunt, I blow it with you. It was just fucking the the introduction of can you feel it, baby? It was just it was great, man. What what what's Bert? What, what's that dude's name? Bert? Uh, uh who? The Bert Bert Young? Paulie? No, no, no. Mickey. Mickey. Oh, um, is it Bert? Oh my God! Now you're killing me. Fuck. And wasn't he like the original Joker? Yes, in the '60s Batman mm. TV series. Oh. Uh, you're killing me now. I'm fucked up. I fucked it up by saying Bert. Yeah, uh, the guy that played Mickey and Rocky. See how we do this? Yeah. This is the stuff that you normally. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, yeah. yeah. This is stuff you normally, we, we edit out, but you get to see it because here we are. Steve, my wife. You got hard, kid. <laughs> but you're fighting like a goddamn ape. <laughs> dude, that's the dude you have to be if you're a character actor. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. He had a fucking sweet career, though. I don't know much about his young days. And I know he was in... Um, he was, he's in all those old black and white movies. But he was in my, one of my favorite movies with uh, Chevy Chase, Foul Play. Oh, yeah, that was... That, Goldie Horn. Yeah, that's, that's his first movie that he did after Saturday really? Night Live. I think it is, yeah. He's Foul. been Mickey old for a long time. No, no not him. It was Chevy Chase. Oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
that was the movie that was going to catapult him into movie stardom. Well, that's Did why, you like that movie? That's why he left SNL. I mean, it was good because, I mean, I liked it because I liked him on SNL. But then when he wasn't on SNL, when I was, and that's, that was prime me. That's when I was right. like, uh, that's junior high and I was coming up. And, but when he got replaced, when he was gone, and it's Bill Murray, mm-hmm. not, it's better. Mm. So, well, Bill was a beast comedically. I think, oh, to me, Chevy Chase was just known for. He was a writer and he was falling down a lot. He did all the skits right. where he fell down as the president. But it wasn't like the news, the update. The, the update. Could, yeah, that was his biggest. Was he? Was he? No, he wasn't the news guy. That was. No, he was. Oh, because he did it with. Uh, they always have the. Yeah. He yeah. did it. He did it with. I thought it was him. No, it wasn't it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and, and the, the. Jane Curtin. Because he would go, Jane, you ignorant slut. Yeah, I think he did it, but I think Chase did it too. The first year, maybe they yeah. did it. Okay. Yeah, you can't have a cleft chin, nigga, and not be a newsman. Cleft chins is just automatic, debonair, you're a sex symbol shit. Um, okay. He says, um, but I was thinking while I was listening, did y'all ever dis- discuss Clint Eastwood's million dollar baby flick? I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty, Pretty interested story. And how God himself, Morgan Freeman, narrating the movie, and how God himself, Morgan Freeman, was narrating the movie. Damn, boy. Jesus. (laughs) This is what Obama did for us. God damn it. He didn't say shit like that. I thought it was pretty interesting. Story? And our God himself, Morgan Freeman, narrating the movie. Imagine that. Um, do y'all watch women's boxing? And I know y'all discuss Ronda Rousey, who I agree with you, Aries, about how she should not be in the Hall of Fame. Enlightening brother, what do you think? Drew from Pittsburgh. Um, listen, I have to agree with Patrice on this when he talked about Million Dollar Baby. That ending was horrific. Like, you, you, you thought that when she got fucked up the way she did, she was going to make a comeback and do some Rocky shit. She got fucked up and died. Yeah, but how is that not great? I mean, you invested so much in her in terms of liking her. That's how you make the hero go out? Or the heroine? It didn't hurt you? You didn't feel that movie when you left? I felt like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Life. That's reality. And, the, and, and who takes her but out? But we go to the movies to escape reality. Okay, so then don't do any political humor and don't say anything when you're doing comedy because people come in there to escape reality. Nah, they come in there to enjoy themselves. <laughs> you just fucking they shit the bed on that. No, they come for your opinions. They want to hear your point of view. Well, that was his point of view. That was life. That was what oh, he, he, that was... he gave you what... He gave you a slice of apple pie with a little bit of fucking turd in it. That's what it is. That's what life is. I don't do caca pie, nigga. That's what life is. And, and he had to make that decision. I thought that was a horrible creative decision. You, you, you walked out of that movie feeling fulfilled? I walked out feeling like, oh, my God. Like, but this is decision. But you thought that was a great thing to happen? Was, I thought it was realistic. I, you, you mean she makes it, she... she Okay, maybe maybe not. She maybe. makes a comeback and maybe. she's a superstar. That's that's the reason. Okay, that that's might real. be that might be too I don't want to use the word hacky, but come on. Okay. But, so, but at least let the bitch heal and 
you know. She heals, and now she sells popcorn at the fights. <laughs> that, that was sad. That was beyond sad and unnecessary. That she would rather, that she would rather be gone than to live that life. And that he, and he makes that decision. He helps, he helps her with her decision. How, oh. his, he had to, like, how hard would that be to do? But you know that that's the, that, that, that is what that person wants. Ah, come on. It was too much for don't, that. Don't, 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 don't be weak. Do, do, have you ever watched women's boxing? What's, um. What's Remember? Joe Piscopo's line in that in, in that movie with Michael Keaton, where every time some, I think it's Michael Keaton, where every time he gets somebody will do something to him, and he goes, "Someone grab my arm once, one time." I don't. Only movies I know about Joe Pesci is Casino, uh, no. Goodfellas, This Is a Comedy, Home Alone. Pretty sure it's Michael it. Keaton. Really? Yeah. It, 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 it was this big who who something. What was what was the chick? who was really popular in boxing. She was like the Ronda Rounding of boxing when she first came out. The coal miner's daughter, they used to call her. The only one I know who boxed was Ali's daughter. No, you don't remember the white chick? was before Ali's daughter. No. She was like, like the, the premier attraction. She was on some Floyd Mayweather shit in terms of popularity because she was mopping bitches up. They called her the coal miner's daughter. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be all male... Just did the what's what's the word that they use misogynistic what's that machismo I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the guy that just says the shit that you're not supposed to say right now the only reason dudes want to watch two women or three whatever amount of women fight it's because he he wants to see a, the bitch hit the other bitch so hard her titty fly out that's it you just a chance to right. see a titty that's it <coughs> I don't need to see two women and and do you understand how tight those bras are. You got to punch a bitch hard to make a titty fly out that motherfucker. <laughs> Them joints is spandex with crazy glue yeah, underneath. It's a sport bra. That's a punch, nigga. Dude, I, but I mean, seriously, I, 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 I'm, I'm not... Listen, I, I believe everybody should be able to do what they... I really do believe that they should get to do what they want to do. And if you're a woman and you love boxing and you want to you wanna pound another woman, you want to beat the shit out of her in a ring... That's fine. As I've said before, <clears throat> and I remember we said this on the podcast, and some dude actually sent us pictures of some MMA UFC female fighters that were sexy. Because I said, that's part of my thing. And again, I know it borders chauvinistic, but besides the fact that I don't know I'm comfortable being with a woman who, if we play fight sexually, you could end up pinning me down and making me say no means no. Um, but some of these girls, they just, you could see the athleticism in their jaws. Yeah. They look strong. Like Layla Ali is cute to me, no doubt. But when she talks, there's a, uh, and a voice. Get the bread out the bread box. Listen, I, I don't know if I'm enlightened enough, if I'm not smart enough. I think most men, and I feel this way, a woman could beat a man intellectually, and I and I and I can live with that. But if she could beat me <laughs> physically, like, like physically abuse you, I don't know 
that yeah, that's dude. it's a whole different feeling. And right. I and maybe it's because I'm not enlightened. Maybe I'm not uh, the new art, the new world generation of males that would. But I like a girl can be smarter than me. She can be, be but to, to be able to just kick my ass, I think I'm. I'm if you, I'm not and, there, and, and to be pretty and do it makes is is emasculating. If you look like Forrest Whitaker in a wig, and you whoop my ass, <laughs> I, yo, you got some. Yeah, you know I mean that ugliness is strong, but you can't look like Layla Ali and on her good day, Ronda Rousey and whoop my ass. Uh, yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there as a man. Like where I I, I would. I could be that comfortable with that. Right. Like, Tara beats my ass in intelligence all the but time. But that's sexy. Yeah. Because you know no matter how smart she whips you intelligently, you're going to whip her physically with that dick. I also know that she can't be that intelligent because she's with me. That's that <laughs> self-deprecation. Come on, you guy. But, Come on, man. Yeah. Flex, nigga. Make your dick as long as your <laughs> nose, nigga. <laughs> I don't have a bit that big of a nose, <laughs> <laughs> but it's wider. It's a wider nose than it is big. So thank you, Andre Green. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get a little. Let's, let's see here. Um, Shaquan Robinson. Um, you just like saying Shaquan. Shaquan Robinson. Terrell Jackson. <laughs> All these black. Response to movie podcast. <clears throat> hey, Aries and Andy, Shaq again. Hope all is well in these crazy times. I had a chance to listen to the podcast where you guys read my email, and it really and it's really just her looks. I get what you guys were saying, where she isn't attractive, which was my original thought, but she can act sexy and she does it well. Who are we talking about? I think he's talking about um uh Glenn Close. Her acting is there. The whole movie, but I can't get over her face. She looks like she belongs in a horror movie. When she smiles, I'm scared because she does look crazy. In terms of Michael Douglas and putting him up there with the greats, not so much. He had a good run, but he's not one of my go-to actors. He's definitely nowhere near actors like De Niro and Denzel. Favorite movies with De Niro are Goodfellas and Casino, particularly the scene from Goodfellas when he and Joe Pesci stomped the guy in the bar and De Niro says, he dented my shoe. There are other great scenes, but this one was my favorite. My favorite Denzel movies are Devil in a Blue Dress, American Gangster, John Q, and He Got Game. Did you like He Got Game? Yeah, I actually did. I did, but I... But it was, do, you, do I think that's his best movie? No. No. But it wasn't the best written movie. It, wasn't, it, it was a good movie, but it wasn't... I don't think it was the best of the, uh, what he's... I feel like at times I went, I like this. But then at times I went, uh He was... That movie was the Rashad Simmons of Denzel movies. <laughs> I, I, I disagree with that on, on Rashad's behalf. All right. Michael Douglas <clears throat> was a decent actor who was in the right place at the right time. On another note, I got a question for the both of you. Watching movies... <clears throat> watching movies that show what some marriages are like and hearing the complications of divorce and the mental hoops that couples go through. How do you handle that? And do you think marriage is still a thing worth experiencing in life? If you can, I ask because I would like to get married one day if it happens, but between movies and the media, <clears throat> marriage seems tricky and divorce scares the heck out of me. 
Thanks. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Um, well, I want to. I want to get that Michael Douglas thing in though before we, yeah. we branch off. Michael Douglas was a commercial. Like he did a lot of commercial hit movies. Like he's he's like a Tom Cruise. Like in his day, he was doing a lot of different movies. Basic Instinct, right? Those kind of movies. And I think but, he did a great job in Basic Instinct. But I see him. I don't see him as a De Niro. I see him more as a Tom Cruise, though, but for his at that time period. But, I, you, but, you, you but, think Tom Cruise is a good actor? Do I, you? Know, I do. You do? Yeah. You like not watching Tom Cruise? Born on the Fourth of July, you didn't think was great? I still didn't <clears> like Tom Cruise in it. A Few Good Men? A Few Good Men is one of the movies that I like, but he's playing. <clears throat> he's playing. Uh, the, it seems like he was the. the what was it? Now, see, I don't remember fucking things when I try to grab him. Um, What's the movie that Risky Business? He's playing like right. Risky Business Kid grew up, and now he's a, 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 an attorney, and it, it had that playfulness that works for Tom Cruise. Um, um, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that one I like. But well, okay, we said this before, and I, I personally think Tom Cruise is a solid actor. Is he to me as great as De Niro, Pacino? Denzel, I don't know that his body of work is the same because, again, there's guys who are phenomenal actors and there's dudes who are movie stars. Tom Cruise is a movie star. Movie star. My, but that's what I meant. And that's a good way to put it. And, and, and I felt like Michael Douglas was also at that but time a you, movie star. I know. But when you say you can't say he was like the Tom Cruise in his day when Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise in Michael Douglas's day. Yeah, but Tom Cruise was still younger. He was doing younger parts for Tom Cruise. I, I mean, I don't look. Did you see Basic Instinct? Yes. Do, would you want to see Tom Cruise play that part? A Michael Douglas part? Given what I've seen, I'd rather Michael Douglas. Okay. They had their place in their time. Right. And, 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 but it's, when I say commercial actor, it's, there's, there's actors that that Hollywood goes to because they're going to do a certain job and bring in a certain following. Right. And then there's movies that are, that they need that different actor, that one that brings a whole different and directors that want to work with a certain kind of actor. That's De Niro. I mean, right. it's, there's, there's a difference between those kind of, between those guys. But I think guys like De Niro and Pacino, certainly in his younger years, their work was so vastly, um, different in terms of range that you just went. You saw what they could do, right? But you okay? You look at look at okay. Let, let's let's use. Uh, Whereas with Tom Cruise, you knew that he could act, but his movies felt more intended to be mainstream, bankable, Hollywood bankable movies. movies. Because when you said, um, "Who's a." Uh, why am I like this? Who uh, say, the, the say, other the other actor you just named uh, that was in Scarface? Uh, what's his name? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Thank you. Al Pacino in The Godfather is mm-hmm. is a good age where he didn't have a ton of exp- he wasn't a ton of working movies uh, that Al Pacino had right there. That age, Al Pacino, and that same age, Tom Cruise. Could you imagine Tom Cruise playing the same character that Al Pacino played in that movie? In Godfather? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in Scarface? No, no, in Godfather. Did, did, oh. Take Tom... Yeah, nah, but... But, because, but, but that's just because they're, they're fucking phenomenal. There's a difference in But Al Pacino's playing an Italian. Tom Cruise ain't gonna play an Italian. He's pure Christian 
Anglo-Saxon, non-Italian. And, and, and that I would, wouldn't want to see him as the Irish guy in, in, in The Godfather with Well, him. well, <laughs> well, uh, Tom Cruise made a little movie called Far and Away with Nicole Kidman where he played an Irishman. And that motherfucker was <laughs> only because the, the accent was so bad. And, and, and listen, no, 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 listen, accents, and we've covered this. One of the hardest things to pull off in movies. Some of the greatest actors in the world, when you have people that are really that culture, that ethnicity, they go fucking horrible. Okay, since you brought up that, let, let's let's play this game called movie star or actor. Okay. Kevin Costner. Here's what's confusing about this. Some of these dudes had a moment where they were movie stars. And fell off a little bit. But we'll keep it to what you just said. He did Robin Hood. He did uh, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. He did Untouchables. Unbelievable Dances with in Robin Hood. He took the part. He has an accent for the first five minutes of the movie. And then he's speaking with a regular American accent the rest of the movie. I'm not counting his accent because, again, hard to do. But then don't I, take I say the actor. part. I say actor. If you can't get the part, then why do you get the part? Because... Because you're bankable. You're Hollywood. Listen, you're Denzel's, a movie star. Denzel in The Mighty Quinn wasn't the greatest Jamaican accent. And this is Denzel. That shit's hard to pull off. Now, I, 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 again, he can act, but he's more to me a movie star. Will Smith. Concussion? I want to get to the truth. Mm. You have a problem with him doing any oh, accent. No. African. Ali? Ali, could he, you didn't like Hey, man. <laughs> you're not my poser, man. I'm the greatest. I'll fight when I say I'll fight. Go ahead. Actor or movie star? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Keanu Reeves. The movie star? Yes. Yo, they wanted me back. So I'm guessing I'm back. I, but is there anything wrong with being a movie star? No. So I'm not saying I'm not. I don't mean this in a negative way. Whatsoever. George Clooney, dude, he's done some serious movies, but he's a movie star. Okay. You think looks has something to do with that? Yeah, I, I obviously. Because looks are part of the makeup of a movie star. Yeah, you have to have that look, and then you have to have <clears throat> Hollywood has to want you to be in these movies. Brad Pitt. Now, I've seen Brad Pitt act before. Mother's a motherfucker's a monster. So. It's in the box. No, you lie. You're a liar. I would like to see Brad Pitt in this next phase part. of his life. Yeah, because but I he's think. he's old enough now to where you're seeing the age. Yeah. So, therefore, the sexy shit is out. So, the roles are going to change. And I think you're going to see that he is an actor. But I, you saw that already. Yeah. But, I mean. Where he's Twelve gonna, monkeys. But where they're going to say that dude was an actor, not just a movie star, right? I think I, I, I think so. Who who else? Richard Gere. Oh, movie star. He's fucking Harrison Ford. And I've seen some movies where he acts, but he's he's a fucking movie star. I don't know. I'm saying actor, dude. Do do you really clear and present danger? See, I thought that the, uh, the what was it the Patriot game or something Patriot? Fucking um, yeah, he might be a movie star. Heath Ledger. 
Oh, actor. Yeah. And actor. But see, this is, there's a few people that can be actors and movie stars. What Very happened? Few. Did your balls fall off? Dude, but that, that made him as an actor. I'm sorry. That, that's, that, that cemented him as, a, as an actor. I want to show you a little magic trick. <laughs> you know, you have to use a knife because with a knife, you carry all the little interesting, whatever the word I used, <laughs> in those small moments, people show you who they really are. Would you like to know which one of your friends was cowards? Why so serious? <laughs> Dude, that was a, that was a performance that, that, you know for what? your ass. But nigga. see, here's the thing that that and this is where this is where we're really movies, culture. You're talking about a fucking comic book movie. Right. And he gave a Hamlet performance. Right. Think about some of the lines Jack Nicholson had in his Batman with Michael Keaton. But said by Heath Ledger, where does he get those wonderful toys? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale of the moonlight? Where did he get a load of me? Dude, but <laughs> I rewatched the old Batman. Right. And because I, you know, I read a few things back and forth about Jack Nicholson, what he said to, to Heath Ledger about it before he took the part. Mm-hmm. Dude. When I went back and watched it, because I just felt it was campy and silly, and I didn't think that you know that was he was. I don't. I didn't think Jack Nicholson was acting, but I rewatched it, mm-hmm. and despite it, its campiness, dude was fucking acting. Yeah, man. Even back then, right, right. It was just, but by that time, you got all the Jackisms. Yeah, he was Jack. The eyebrows and them Jack. He was Jack. You know, but in this, he played. It, he did play it. Different. There was there. There, I didn't think the psychotic Joker was in there. But if, right. you, watch, but if you really pay attention to that movie and watch it now, yeah, it, it's in there. Right. Um, <clears throat> were we talking about something for real before? Yeah, we were addressing his uh, his assessment of Million Dollar Baby. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we went all the way out there. Yeah, that was a good one. We went deep. There, there was a there was a, actually a, a, a link I wanted to send you. Um, to maybe we could watch it and talk about it on the podcast again. I love Mojo.com because they again they break down world's uh, best movies of the year, worst movies of the year, why certain actors don't want to work with other actors, what fucked up actors' careers, and they did a thing <clears throat> of the twenty top most iconic movie characters of all time. Um. And some of the people on the list was Darth Vader, which was number one. Um, as, as what? Darth Vader was number one? Number one. It's one of the most iconic... Characters. Ba- oh, it was iconic... Yeah, villains? iconic characters. Characters or villains? I want to say characters. Okay. Um, characters of all time. Uh, what else was on the list? Uh, taxi Driver. Al Pacino. Yeah. I mean, De Niro's Taxi De- Driver. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of shit on the list that you went, oh, yeah, Indiana Jones was on the list, most iconic. You know who did not make that list? Pacino. Not one thing. And the whole time I'm watching it, even when they did the honorable mentions, I'm going, and they got down to the top 10, I'm going, come on, man. Pacino got to be in the top five. They even mentioned um, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And I'm going, Scarface? How was that not in the top 20? It has to be villain then. It, no, no. Indiana Jones wasn't a villain. Okay, but how does he not get it for The Godfather? 
Michael Corleone. Like, how do you not have one of the greatest actors of all time with one of the most, two of the most memorable characters ever? Dude, the scene where, where uh, his wife asked him if he... Oh, one time. One time I'll let you ask me about my business, Kate. Michael, did you... Enough! Did you do it? No. Do you know how many people would have overacted that scene? Oh, right. The scene where he slapped the shit out of her when she told me she aborted his kid. He thought it was a miscarriage. And she was like, I would never bring a child of yours into this world. You're a murderer. And he slapped the shit out of Kate. Come on, man. Scarface. The Belega. Oh, the Belega. But Scarface got passed by everybody. Like, yeah, everybody- and plus Scarface is such a cartoony, over the top. But I'm just saying, it's Al. You got to give him something. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude. I'm telling you, some of the honorable mentions. Hey, you don't get an honorable mention? Dude. Set of a woman. Well, and, uh, any given Sunday, though, for what I, I know, a lot of people don't like it. I think that that movie's really. I think he plays the coach. It's 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 Pacino over the top again, right? But you don't think that that's a coach? Yeah. Um. Who's who's the bet? Who would you rather have as your coach? Al Pacino in any given Sunday, or Denzel in Remember the Titans? And they both football. Uh, I, I would go Denzel because the character that I, I, I it reminds me of Joe Paterno right. that uh, um, uh, Pacino played. Right. I don't care if you like each other or not. If we don't come together right now on this field, like those men, we too will be destroyed. I'll, we're going to practice the way we block. We're going to practice the way we run. Huh? Jesus um, Doug Gibson, $10, a lot of money. Yo, Aries and Andy, Doug gets him from the soil here. I'm currently cooking dinner for wifey and watching Glory on Netflix. I was watching this scene <laughs> where the battalion commander informed them that their pay was being lowered from 13 a month to $10 a month. The battalion soon lined up for their money, and Private Jupiter Sharts used the line, $10, a lot of money. I burst out in the laughter when he gave that line. <laughs> One other question. I'm 27 years old and I watched Boomerang for the first time today while I was while I work from home. As a black man, it, it is kind of hilarious how disconnected I feel sometimes because I haven't done everything considered black. Do you ever get the feeling sometimes when you're torn between being black, being not black enough and too black in the comedy industry? Um... Listen, I take pride in the fact that I'm not that I'm not black enough. Whatever, like I'm too black. I take pride in the fact I'm not too black. Uh, being able to roll a blunt while at the same time eat a hot wing in the corner of a strip club in Atlanta, I don't need to know how to do that. <laughs> being able to talk with a razor blade under my tongue and not cut myself, I don't need to know how to do that. Um... Being able to write emails in fragments without commas and punctuation marks and proper sentences and my words crash together like I'm on the Autobahn. I don't need to know how to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm black enough. I'm black enough. 
But wh- why is that blackness? Why, why is that blackness? What, all them things I just said? Yeah, why? why? It's beyond black. It's niggardism. Okay, yeah, because I would think, uh, I, I think, what, I, doesn't that perpetuate the idea, though, of what, when we talk about blackness and then you, you make those statements? Because couldn't blackness just be, uh, uh, wouldn't be a billionaire uh, record-producing mogul be blackness? Absolutely. Okay, but why? Successful do, blackness. So then why do we always, why, why, why is it always shown why do we go for that for that uh, because 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 there's certain limitations that come with being able to do some of those other things there's a thought process there's a surrender i surrender to life that comes with that ideology you know what i mean okay like dude i'm gonna tell you something um when we finished at the improv in tampa and ebor and we know what a shit show that is uh, during the weekends and you went straight back to the room because obviously you know we had early flights or whatever and I kicked it I just sat up against the wall of the of the little bar that we kept that we went to that sits outside and I just looked at a lot of these brothers with their pants hanging below their ass the gold teeth the ripping and running in the streets smoking black and milds and I just went there's a certain sadness when you know you can look in the faces of some of these brothers and tell they have no ambition. This is it for them. The best that, this is the best it's ever going to be. Running in the streets, smoking black and miles, chasing hoes, having your pants hang below your ass, gold teeth in your mouth. And I'm not even knocking the gold teeth in some of the wardrobe. I don't like the pants hanging below the ass because I think that looks ridiculous. And plus, why the fuck would you want to wear your pants where you forced to walk like a penguin just to keep your pants from hitting your ankles. It's ridiculous. But you could just tell some of these niggas is hopeless and they've given up at 20. They have no goals, no dreams at 20. But that shouldn't be when, when we do that, that shouldn't be the definition when you, when you're joking, I guess when you're joking and you're joking, you take it to the, to the lowest common denominator sometime in a joke. But I I think there's too much of that. That's what blackness is. And when you point it, we, I'm not saying that's what blackness is in terms of, you know, it's part of it. It's, it's just part of the culture. I'm not saying it's the finality. Like that's, that is the measure of... But you're saying it's acceptable. It's, it's, it's become part of it. And those who accept it are the ones that live it. If, 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 if you, you know... I'm just saying you should aspire to want better. You should aspire to want more. There's so much that this life and this world has to offer. That, that the fact that you can't get beyond that is outrageous to me. I, I, I think... I think the reason I, I, I notice this or, or say anything about it is I, I always aspire to be around people that I want to gain from. And I, and that, and I, don't, I don't mean financially. Right. I mean mentally, uh, right. you know, uh, networking-wise. I want to be with people that, um, that I hope that I bring something to the table for them, but that they definitely bring something to the table for me. Right. And so the people that I've been friends with, whether they're black or white, or Jewish, or you know, Italian, whatever they are, they bring something, and 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 I want that. I always want, like you, you, if you're hanging out with people, if you're the top one in your group, 
everybody's getting from you and you're not getting it from anybody. You got you got to aspire. You want to be with people that aspire you to do better. Right. And so the black folks that I've been around for the most part have always been successful in what they're doing. Not every single black dude that I know is successful in what they're doing. I mean, there's black dudes I know that have problems, like just everybody, like white dudes that I know that have problems as well. But like I'm everybody, saying, right. But I'm saying there's people, the people that when, I, when I'm building my, my, my crew, my network of people that I'm around, the people I spend the most time with, I want them. Why would I go, like for instance, when I met you, I wanted to go on the road with you. I wanted to learn from Ari Spears. I wanted, to get, I wanted this experience. I wouldn't want to go out with someone that's like, I wouldn't want to do a two man show with someone that was a, like with me, that was me, that had the same capacity as me, right. the same <clears throat> intellect. So when I see this, and what I'm, I'm trying to get to the point here, as, as we, we make that that's what blackness is and you take it down to that, I think there's a lot of people that don't have experience with black culture and black people. And that's what is being sold to them is what black culture is. And, and that's what black people are. You talk about non-black people. Yeah. That's what's being sold to them. Yeah. And I think that's where some of this, it, it, these issues that they don't, of not understanding. And but, I, not- but, but I also think that, you know, that's what's obvious. And anything past obvious, you have to want to learn. And most people don't want to learn. You know, that's the stereotype. That's the stigma that this is, well, this is what blackness is. And we've seen it in the movies. We see it on television. We read it in the papers. And people take that and go, well, that's what it is. I, I, I'm almost like, how could you be that naive to think that's all there is? There's always an opposite to everything. That can't be all there is. I agree. But that's what's easy to accept because it doesn't require any work. I, and I agree with you. I guess I, I just, when you say, I, I want to make sure that people don't think that that's what it is. Because I really think that there's a, lot of, there's a lot of dumb people that don't have any cultural experiences other than their culture. Outside of their culture, they don't understand people. Right. That, that's all I'm saying. So I, I guess that's why I was asking you why that would be where you'd go with that. Like That $10 a lot of money is from, uh, from an 1800s person. Yeah, but this there's still I know I know no. talk like that now. No, you're right. But there's white dudes that talk like that. When you go to the south, it's not just. And I guess that's it. We we oversell black the black community as having that in it, and we undersell the white community as having that in it. Well, now you can turn on any news channel and see that white folks like that exists. Maga Maga 2020. <laughs> Let me read this last one, and we get the fuck out of here. Uh, time to go eat. That's not the name of the email. It's just time to go eat. Uh, Talib Oritiwa. This nigga is African. Whatever this email says, I want the truth. Um, dear Mr. Spears, this is Talib once again. Thank you for reading my email in, in episode 197. I'm catching up with the podcast slowly, but gradually. I do notice systematic racism as a common topic. If I'm honest... It can get emotional draining while listening to certain episodes, but I understand there's no black person anywhere in the world who does not dwell on that issue from time to time. I've been researching the various endeavors for black uplift throughout the centuries. Each one had a different philosophy of uplift. Garveyism talked about going back to Africa, but it failed due to colonists. The Black Panthers talked about militancy, but it failed due to our lack of numbers and technology. 
Probably the most valuable movement of black uplift was the most iconic one, the black power movement. It didn't preach the sword or migration, but improvement of the individual. As the individual improves, so does the collective. The basics of self-improvement they talked about were eating a plant-based vegan diet, losing the conch and perm for the natural hair, and getting rid of the slave name. These three basic steps were the building blocks for more advanced things like networking, generational wealth, and running our own communities. Not following these three beginnings, these three beginning teachings is a major source of our suffering. Not eating right leads to diabetes, kidney failure, high blood pressure, etc. The conch and the perm produce self-hatred, poor judgment, and self-sabotage. And the slave name contributes to holding on to a huge legacy of slavery, which is the slave master's name many blacks have the rape, have the rape blood of. Uh, I started with the slave name. I'm actually not African, but am a descendant of the slaves of this nation. My family is from the Carolinas and Virginia. I just changed my slave name. My slave name was Dennis Pearson. In conclusion, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I feel like our best chance for uplifts is the root of self-improvement of one's own ability. We don't have the power to improve certain things in our community, but these basic steps go a long way. I have two hypotheticals. What piece of modern black culture would you sacrifice in order to find a piece, a piece of black culture that was lost to history? For example, I would sacrifice the first decade of hip-hop music to revive a lot of the early jazz music that was never recorded. Question number two. If you had the ability to rediscover one of three things from your heritage, what would it be? Your original family name, original tribe, or original language. Peace. P.S. Can you do the militant impersonation you always do? It cracks me up. Look, brother. Fuck the white pig, honky devil, cracker, motherfucker. We got to stand together. We got to teach our people. And based on everything you said, we got to uplift our own community from the degradation and the segregation of the black melanation. In other words... All the educated Negroes are living somewhere in posh communities while the poor and poverty-stricken brothers are struggling. So what do we do to fix this? Let's me and you start the revolution. We going to Tampa <laughs> to rescue some of these Negroes. Pull your goddamn pants up. Um, uh, if you had the ability to discover one of three things from your heritage, what would it be? Your family name, original tribe, or original language. I would say original language, just because I always think it's fly when you can speak some other shit. Um, but I got to, again, folks, please forgive me because I know I do this a lot. But he's one of the best, and there's nothing wrong with giving y'all shit from the best. Patrice uh, was talking to Opie and Anthony one day about, you know, race shit. And... uh pride and shit and Patrice goes listen man I'm gonna be real with you um I've heard African talk I like English <laughs> so so um but I think it would be kind of fly um uh, to learn another language and why not learn those of your ancestry um and what was his second question it was the first one was oh the first one uh what would he trade uh, what piece of modern black culture would you sacrifice in order to find a piece of black culture that was lost in history? Wow. Um, 
ass whoopings. Black ass whoopings to children. See, the, 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 but he said he would sacrifice uh, hip, the first 10 years of hip-hop. Right. But you can't have the first, you can't have hip-hop if you take away the first 10 years. Of jazz. For jazz, though. And I get what he's saying, but the, the thing about hip-hop that I, 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 I could be, I'm, obviously, I'm the white, the white dude in the room, but I'm going to say. I was about that, to ask you, what black would you trade in for your. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I don't understand about this, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to point this out, is that <clears throat> hip-hop is, like, is worldwide. Right. Black culture is now world culture. You want to give up your dominance in world culture to bring back some jazz that wasn't created. Now, I understand that there's a lot of missing, and maybe had those that early jazz been recorded and heard, maybe that would have changed the culture already. But hip-hop is worldwide. Mm. Black, black, hip-hop is part of black culture, and hip-hop is worldwide. So, in effect, it's changed the world and how black people have been seen in this world, right. especially Americans, um, black Americans throughout the whole world. And I, I don't know how you can give 10 years of that up. I, and again, this is just coming from a white guy who really appreciated growing up at the time when hip hop was, I, I got to be part of watching this thing happen. Right. And so I, I don't know. I, I took that one. I don't know that you could, that one just made me go, mm, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe uh, Taleb, Maybe you should answer that, bro. Um, yeah, man, that was nice. That was that was insightful. Uh, and, and listen, I know I joke and say a lot of shit, but I really think that some of the reason, you know, why these brothers exist in Tampa and certain parts of the ghettos in America is because we've gotten away from some of that. Or it was never there to begin with, culturally, in terms of education. And certainly, fatherhood, uh, if, if some if some of these you know young boys had parental leaders and in, in role models in black men and even the mothers because again my father wasn't always there the way he should have been but my mother did his job and hers when she needed to and and uh, she she got me straight so that's important man um, but if there wasn't laws created to remove the black male from the home. That would that would that wouldn't be the issue. Y'all see, so when you talk that shit about Andy, remember he says shit like that. So <laughs> don't don't throw his Jerry Curl juice out just yet. Just because I I want to go with the facts and not feelings and not feelings. Well, there we go. That's it, y'all. That concludes tonight's episode of the Black Fist Revolution. Join us next week when we will be knocking hunkies out on tape so you can see them get hit and you can hear them get hit and that will be the sound of the revolution that will be stereo televised motherfuckers <laughs> yo uh no oh, hits, yeah, yeah, that's right, hits, hits 101 uh thank you all the new listeners thank you Again, start from episode one if you're just joining this broadcast so you can really follow the, uh, the evolution of the show and track the jokes and the callbacks and all that good shit. Again, big shout out to uh, DC Collective, uh, the weed spot that hopefully will be a sponsor soon. And without further ado... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Check, oh. And don't forget to check out Spearsburg Pod yes. on Twitter, on Instagram, 
on Facebook, and on YouTube. Yes. Uh, coming to you now, as always, promised weekly now, uh, giving young up-and-coming artists a chance. Uh, and I can tell you right now, I can know this is a young black boy. Uh, got a song, he's a rapper called Fuck You. Little <laughs> Fuck You. Little Donnie featuring Hot Boy Turk. Um, hello, this is Change from Florida Boy Entertainment. We are based out of Broward County, Florida. And this track we did with the original Hot Boy Turk that's buzzing in the streets right now. Check it out. Thanks in advance. So uh, here we go. Uh, young boy, Hot Boy Turk. Uh, fuck you. Lil Donnie featuring Hot Boy Turk. Steve, take it away. Fuck it, dude. I'm scared, though. She really wanna do something to me Cause how I feel, nigga, fuck it Cause how I feel, nigga, fuck it Put that thing to your tummy Bitch, don't say nothing Bitch, bitch, keep them gains in the bone I'm ready to kill them next year Because I came up this summer Gotta watch out, woo, woo I hear the sirens, I know they call AK-47, that's how a nigga dress Counting money like I'm counting blessings. Never let a nigga put down on me, I can't let him. Now, cause when it comes down, yeah, we down together. I told a brother, catch a Christmas, they ain't bout that fatty. Pass me the light, I'll fight that crip up, and we out to get it. And if I die today, I'll be back, like on Michael Valley. Of course, we riding with no top on, see out the ceiling. Moolah, be out to get it. Noon, yeah, don't fucking listen. Dark shades, yeah, they on us, like we fucking tenning. Slide a fall down while we sipping henna Let my look good up in them jeans No JC Penny I ain't nothing but a motherfucking G nigga Kick down your motherfucking door My foot in the motherfucking hey, hey, They wanna do something to me Cause how I feel nigga fuck it Cause how I feel nigga fuck it yeah, This is my motherfucking job And I don't call her She take your bitch and watch little mama take her drives off She really wanna do something to me Cause how I feel nigga fuck it Cause how I feel nigga fuck it You know I gotta keep that burner on me Just in case I got to burn your homie Can't let you do nothing to me, that's how I feel, nigga. Can you feel it, baby?